0: Okay, everyone. I am elated, but I'm also conflicted. I'm elated because we're going to move away today from the perpetual migraine that is politics and the news cycle, the mainstream news cycle going on. We're going to talk today about OnlyFans and sex workers, which is really exciting because this is my arena But I'm also conflicted because of what is going on right now with Bella Thorne, which I'm sure you guys have heard about, pertaining to OnlyFans. Here's a little skinny, okay? Bella Thorne is a former Disney star, and she basically fucked everything up for sex workers on OnlyFans. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, OnlyFans is a social media site, and I actually am not an expert because I haven't even been on it, but I might test it out. I might test it out, we're gonna get to that later. Basically, people can go on there, can be anyone from your girl next door to certified porn stars, can go on and post their content and really control how racy they want it to be, what they want out there, and they can get paid based on subscriptions and people paying to see their content. Now, Bella Thorne, super famous, decided to make an OnlyFans account. And this girl made $2 million in the first week. My first reaction was, bitch, save that money for people who need it. The sex workers who are on there trying to make a living, trying to make a buck, trying to pay their rent. You're a former Disney star. You, You won't know $2 million if it's missing. But then she came out with her response because here's what happened. Since she made so much money, OnlyFans decided to limit the amount of money that their creators make, which is fucked up. Okay. So now they made a a policy where you can't tip more than a hundred. You can't charge more than $50 for a photo or a video, which sex workers on there probably, I was making a thousand and tips and this and that and the other thing. So inadvertently, this is what happened once Bella Thorne went on. So she came out with a response that made me think about it a little differently. She came out with a response that said, you know what? I'm a mainstream face. I was trying to, you know, take away the stigma and show that a mainstream personality such as myself could go on there you know i've always tried to talk about sex in my work and that sort of thing especially being a disney star i didn't mean to do this my reaction was oh okay maybe she was trying to do something good and then i was like no 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 no, no. i don't know if those were her intentions i feel like she got this backlash and now she's coming to this sort of conclusion like i think she was trying to make a buck She's probably like, I'm a huge name. I can make a lot of money. She ended up donating half to charity and half to her production company, which if you're really trying to make a statement, probably give it all to charity, right? You wouldn't save it for yourself. Maybe part of it too is to kind of like give a a middle finger and an F you to everyone who has put her in this like Disney bubble. But then there's the third part of this, which is... Why shouldn't a celebrity be able to go on there? They're already posting photos on Instagram and showing little titties, showing this and that. So why not make a buck? Well, there are all different sort of aspects to this argument. Like I said, I'm conflicted, but today we have a special guest joining us who is going to shed some light on the situation. She is a sex worker herself. She is an OnlyFans creator and she's been vocal about this. She actually was quoted in a Vice article about it. And we're going to get her take today. This is Rebecca Madison.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Rebecca, I'm so excited because this is your first podcast. So it's like we're popping the cherry. We are. (laughs) Intended. Everything that I just said, I just want you to hop in. I guess a week
1: ago I heard like, oh, Bella Thorne
0: is on OnlyFans.
1: And then I was like, who's Bella Thorne? I didn't know who that was. So I Googled her. I think I heard, a, a, saw a headline like, oh, Bella Thorne makes a million dollars in one day. And I was like, wow, like I wish I could make a million dollars in one day. But There already are um, OnlyFans creators on there making a lot of money. So I already knew that that was happening. Um, you know, stars with thousands and thousands of fans. I knew that there is um, rich, people on there. So that didn't bother me. One day I just woke up and all of a sudden the entire pricing structure had changed. And all of a sudden I couldn't charge what I would normally charge for my content. Um, My fans couldn't tip me what they would normally tip me. But I was just hearing all these changes and some of them I definitely saw definitely impacted me. So like I've lost money because of
0: that. Like I said earlier, the rule that they set in stone is that you can't tip more than a hundred and you can't charge more than 50 for a photo or video. And let's be clear, Creators like yourself were making more than that. What would you say is like the highest tip that you or a friend or someone you know has made just to give people a sense of how much this is screwing you guys over?
1: I would fairly often receive a tip that was $200. My highest tip has been $300. I read someone complaining about this situation and and they said that they'd received a tip of $1,000 before. So to go from like really high tips to all of a sudden the customer can only tip you up to a hundred really, really sucks, especially during a pandemic when a lot of customers are actually being really generous right now. They're like, oh, like I know this is a really hard time, so I want to help you out. You know, I lost my mainstream job and this is my only form of income right
0: now. Sex work is such a big umbrella. First of all, I think that a lot of people think that they know what it is, but they don't really know, right? Cause it's such a taboo thing, which we're also gonna get into. A, how would you describe sex work? And B, can you give people, um, like do you actually, did you do porn? Like what exactly before the pandemic um, type of work were you doing?
1: So sex work is an umbrella term that basically captures all different kinds of sexual labor, exotic dancing, um, ca- webcam performers, porn performers, escorts, um, people who work in a massage parlor, mm-hmm. people who do um, like phone sex chat lines or sexting. I've been in the sex industry for 15 years. Wow. And Most of that time I've worked as an escort, but through that time I was also always doing other things. So I um, was in university. Before the pandemic, most of my income was coming from my job as a support worker.
0: I also want to take a minute to talk about the dichotomy i find with a lot of sex workers even looking at you you are you like totally look like the girl next door for those of you who aren't watching and you're listening rebecca's wearing a blue t-shirt that you like almost like um like a fruit of the loom she has like not a lot of makeup short blonde hair like total girl next door i happen to know a super famous porn star and when i met her I was like, it was hilarious. Like she was like, I wear granny panties and the ugliest bras. All I care about is my cats and my plants. Literally like the least sexual person you would ever think.
1: Yeah, I would say that I've definitely noticed that too. Um, Because I've been in the industry so long, I've met so many sex workers, like probably over a hundred. Quite a lot of us just tend to not want to get all done up when we're um, in our off time. But then there are um, those of us who are, like, really into that whole performance and, like, getting all made up. And so we'll do that even just all the time.
0: What exactly are you posting on OnlyFans? Kind of like, as you mentioned before, I sort of have, like, that girl-next-door
1: vibe. So I I really play that up. Like, I don't try to be anything other than who I am. So I, I post... Um, a lot of everyday life stuff. And I also like to write, so I, I post blogs. Um, and then in terms of the more explicit content, I have like just nude selfies, and then I also have solo porn content, so that would be like masturbation videos and things like that. They don't all really go together, it's just a big mishmash, but people seem to really like it. And um, I, think, I think partly because it's very raw and real, So sometimes I'll just post a blog about whatever's on my mind and it doesn't necessarily even have to do with anything sexy. Um, It's just like
0: you get the whole me. So you get all these sexy parts but you also just get what I'm up to. You are speaking my language. That is so boss. It's so empowering to have the whole 360 experience. Totally. I love it. Is there content of yours that is the most popular? Yeah um, there are videos that seem
1: to sell better than others. Um, part of that really comes down to how you write the description because when when a customer basically like they get offered a video it, it comes into their inbox where there's a description of what it is and there's a price attached to it and then It's almost like they need to be convinced to click, like buy.
0: For those of you listening, I'm gonna put a link to Rebecca's OnlyFans on the video, so you better watch, bitches, okay? So you can really get the whole experience. This is work, and I feel like someone might think, okay, I'm I'm getting in the mood to do um, sexy photos and videos, and I'm gonna light candles and set the music and set the scene. Like, what what's What's that versus the reality? Like, how do you mentally prepare to go into that?
1: Sometimes it's tough when you want to make sexy content and you're not feeling sexy. But like, it's my cat. Um, You you might have like only one or two days that week that you're able to make your content. So you you have to just figure it out. And sometimes it's like a fake it till you make it. Sometimes things go wrong too. Like, you know, a light will burn out or you'll break a nail or there's some issue that you don't foresee there is that whole production side that people don't think about sometimes a a whole me and my friends have both done this where we'll be like thinking we're filming ourselves masturbating but like we didn't press record and I was like oh what a waste you're like now I lost steam
0: and I couldn't give a shit exactly and yeah it's like I can't just do that all over again and you know no sorry it's like real life one and done people like I'm over it (laughs) um, And then do you also do all of the editing? You're doing the producing? It's all me, I'm, I'm doing everything. I think like when people
1: maybe get to a certain level, they can hire video editors and things, but the vast
0: majority of creators are just small creators who are doing everything for themselves. I wanna kind of like humanize it for people who it's like so foreign to them and because it is work. Is there any sort of like ritual you have, like even if it's like coffee?
1: Like give myself permission
0: to make mistakes
1: and then like, try to fix them. So, like, I I don't rush my makeup. If If I'm doing my makeup, I'll take my time, and if I screw it up, I'm just patient with myself, and I'll redo it, and I'll listen to music that makes me feel sexy or happy.
0: Is there a song that you really love? So, I don't have any music
1: on while I'm recording, but, like, leading up to recording, stuff that just makes me feel really good about myself and really happy and that I find energizing is... Pretty much I've been listening to a lot of Cardi B and a lot of Taylor Swift.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, Rebecca, I'm glad you brought up Cardi B because I was going to say WAP has made me feel so sexually empowered and I know people have hated on it. I was actually listening to it before we sat down to do this. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, I I love, I'm a big fan. I love Cardi and um, I love how she's really shown herself to be an ally for sex workers and, and just a very supportive person.
0: And she doesn't shy away
1: from her past. No, I love that. It, it really is very helpful for, for those of us who are in a different position to be able to see someone in a position of influence and power, just own their story and be proud. Also Taylor Swift, surprising, but I like it. It just makes me feel good. So yeah, I just I try to listen to music that makes me feel happy and confident.
0: With any job, there are the pros and the cons. So as an entertainment journalist, I'm on red carpets and everyone assumes, oh my god, you have the best job ever. How much fun. And I'm like, it is a fucking headache sometimes. And I feel like the same thing can happen with you guys, where you guys are sort of put in a box. People don't always look at the different aspects of why it can be positive and fun for you. And also why it could be shitty and not fun other times. Like, I feel like there are so many dimensions and we're so quick to put sex workers in a box of, you know this is what it's like or they don't really want to be doing this and when in fact it can put you in a position where you are like i am in control which only fans really gave
1: yeah I, I yeah i think it is so nuanced it is all of those things like there are times when it's awesome and times where it really sucks and that's that's actually a really good, a, a good question because sometimes i see the framing in the media as being one of two things like either Oh, sex workers are victims and everything's horrible in their lives or there's this like happy hooker narrative like oh the glamorous call girl or like the the famous porn star um that you know has millions of fans and everything's great and she's beautiful and it's just like one or the other when in reality we all have a good and bad experiences and and it is nuanced and complicated
0: just to give people. Um, a window into this world? Because like you said, I feel like it is always glazed over. So what would be an example of sometimes when you're like, this is really satisfying and gratifying for me. And then times when you're like, like you said, it's hard. I think a lot
1: of people in the sex industry struggle to say this publicly. But the part that's really gratifying about sex work is just making money and being able to take care of yourself. When I was escorting and I would just walk away from a call with like thousands of dollars, it would be so just incredible to know like I can pay my rent, I can buy my food, I can take care of myself, I can save money for the future, I can go on a vacation. And when I talk about money, it's not in like a materialistic sense like, oh, I want to go buy like designer shoes now or, or something. Not that I, you know, people can do that with their money if they want to, no judgment, but it's about just like security of being able to take care of yourself.
0: That's what I was going to say. It's really a, a powerful control thing, which is why I want to bring it back to OnlyFans because in one of the articles, it might have been the Vice article actually, but a sex worker had said You know, the beauty of OnlyFans is that we really had control. We weren't being exploited on set, or in this way, or that way. We had control of what we put out, how we put it out, what we charge, and that's extremely gratifying. And so to put this limit, $50, $100, it's sort of, to me, it's like, what kind of message does that send? Isn't it kind of contradictory because the whole point was to give creators like yourself control?
1: Yeah, I was really frustrated, um, really frustrated by that change, and it also made me feel uncomfortable that you know this big company would say, "Oh, this is the maximum that you can charge for porn." Like it's such an intimate um, type of content. At least I see it as as intimate, and it's very highly stigmatized. So I, I feel like I want to be rewarded for taking on that stigma.
0: Who are you guys to say how much I can charge for showing my body and making my content?
1: Yeah, I, that, that's that's exactly how I feel about it. A lot of people don't realize how bad the stigma is. You know, if I've been a sex worker and I have another job at the same time, like a mainstream job, and, and then if they find out about it, I could get fired because like they don't want that association with their company. And I knew somebody that that happened to. Um, She was working at a strip club and she was a dancer and she also had a job in a grocery store. Someone like complained to the store, oh, do you know you have a stripper working there? They like, they come into contact with children and then they fired her, um, which I don't think is even legal. You know, just to hear that somebody would think like, you're so disgusting, you shouldn't be interacting with the public because you work at a strip club.
0: This permeates so much through any type of way you want to express yourself sexually, right? So even my spread in playboy, the whole concept is kind of what we're talking about now. Just because you show your body or express your sexuality, that does not at all diminish other work you do. I even say in the essay I wrote alongside the spread, yeah, you can look at my body here and guess what, bitch? You're reading the articles that I'm writing. It doesn't, yeah. one, they're not mutually exclusive. Even now, as this pandemic hits and I'm looking for work, Rebecca, I'm going to be honest, right? I'm doing my resume. The first thing on it is Playboy called me the celebrity whisperer. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, do you want to be associated with Playboy as the first word on your resume? Yeah,
1: so yeah. it was like
0: your friend with the, Strip club and the grocery store.
1: One story I wanted to bring into this interview was a woman I know who worked as an escort for many years, and someone reported her to child services, and her children were taken away. It just destroyed her family. We get evicted from our houses, our kids get taken away from us, we lose our mainstream jobs. Sometimes our families disown us, and then we're bullied and made fun of. This
0: is one way that you can make a living and make money. So why is this way degraded when going on to get a nine to five in a cubicle is okay? They're both ways of using yourself and your assets and your resources to make money.
1: For some people that might be the office job, for someone else that might be dancing in a strip club. Like we don't know what someone's circumstances are and we may judge other people, but I really do believe people are acting in what they believe is their best interest and just trying to make the best choices that they can.
0: What was your response to Bella Thorne saying, I'm a mainstream face and I wanna use my platform to take away said stigmas. When a lot of sex workers such as yourself we're like, we don't need your help, bitch. That's such a great question because that that comment that she
1: made really bothered me. Um, mm-hmm. I found it really offensive um, because it's just not the same for somebody to dip their toe into sex work for a few days or a little while, and and they still have all the protection of their um, their mainstream persona and their their mainstream work and their privilege. So they're not going to be at risk of like having their kids taken away or uh, being fired from work. Sure, there's some projects, I imagine, in Hollywood, like, they wouldn't necessarily want to associate with, I guess, people who've done certain kinds of work. But, like, by and large, the privilege really protects celebrities from sex work stigma.
0: You know what, Rebecca? Does part of you wish that she just kind of owned it? Is it annoying to you that she kind of made it into, like, this social justice message of I was trying to take away the stigma versus just owning it and being like, yeah, you know what? I post on Instagram, so I might as well make a buck.
1: When I try to think about what would have been an ideal situation or what she could have done differently, Mm -hmm. like I I don't have a problem with her or any other celebrity joining OnlyFans and making millions of dollars. Like, that's great. Um, Go for it. I think that it it could potentially have been helpful to bring more mainstream attention to OnlyFans, just to kind of make it maybe more acceptable for people to sign up, and then that might help the rest of us get more fans too. But I think it's really, really important that when a celebrity or somebody like that does enter into sex work, that they they need to acknowledge their privilege. It's hard to understand why you wouldn't advocate for Destigmatizing and decriminalizing our whole industry when people are really, really suffering.
0: When you're just looking at it on the surface, is there really a difference between like a seasoned se- sex worker going on OnlyFans and making content and making money versus? Uh, a celebrity just hopping on there, say like Kim Kardashian, right? Because she already posts like super racy photos on Instagram and whatnot. Isn't it kind of the same thing? People just using their their sexuality and their power to make money.
1: When a platform is so dominated by sex workers, when it starts to go more mainstream, a lot of companies will push out the sex workers. And OnlyFans is is a billion dollar company and they take a 20% cut of creators' earnings. So, you know, they've made hundreds of millions of dollars off of the sexual labor of sex workers. So we're very nervous that, you know, we've put in all this effort into building up our um, subscribers on this platform, and then if it just goes mainstream, they will just kick us out, and that's what we experienced with Patreon.
0: After speaking with you and learning a little more about it, because I've never been on it, but I wanted to give it A shot. I have a super sexy photo that I took for a a guy in quarantine. I thought about exactly what you're saying because I could see how, as a a certified sex worker, I mean, you've been doing this 15 years, you're a vet, and then someone's like, I'm just going to try it. Say it's like someone like me or a celebrity. I could see that being extremely frustrating. A way that I can relate is, you know, I got a journalism degree and I work my ass off to make it in Hollywood and work on red carpets. And then a huge network will hire, like, an influencer to do our job. And I'm like, well, why the fuck did I go get a journalism degree? It's just kind
1: of the world that we live in. Like, when we live in a culture that prizes celebrities so highly and and rewards it financially so, so highly, like, that's just going to be the case with any field that they might want to dip their toe in. The advice I've always heard over the years in the sex industry is just, like, you know, keep focus, focus on your own hustle. Like you can't control those forces outside of you.
0: And it's a lot of work. I'm sure it's a lot of work that people don't see. People probably think, oh sure, let me go, you know, put a thong on and take a photo and make $5,000. When I'm sure in your head, you're like, no, it doesn't really work that way.
1: No, no, it definitely doesn't and I find it really frustrating when people say that it's easy work because it's really not and also the ways in which it's difficult are are things that people wouldn't necessarily think about. I've been talking to a couple of friends of mine who are new on OnlyFans and they're, you know, texting me stuff like, I just hate my body and I feel so ugly, you know, because it might be that they're having a bad day and then that's the only day that week that they can shoot content looking at pictures and videos of yourself naked It can be, that can be really challenging. Somebody left like an anonymous comment on my Instagram that was like, oh, you you would get more subscribers if you would just fix your eyebrows and your lips.
0: I am surprised that you're like, yeah, celebs are, are welcome. Go ahead, I'll give more attention to OnlyFans in a positive light. But now there's blowback like this. What is really gonna allow them to get their hands dirty versus on the surface sending a tweet going,
1: I'm just trying to take away the stigma. Celebrities and other people who aren't in the industry need to stop trying to speak for us. This isn't their world. Uh, and also, you know, sometimes I've seen celebrities who who I really think they mean well, but they've said things like, I'm trying to speak for the voiceless. And, and we're here being like, I have a voice. Just listen to my voice. I'm talking. They could amplify what we're saying. There's a great TED Talk by Juno Mack. It's called the... The laws that sex workers really want. And everyone can just Google that and, and go watch it. It's, you know, a sex worker speaking up about what we want. So celebrities could, you know, tweet that.
0: I also read, and I think it was in the article, the Vice article, Rebecca, that you were in about how many sex workers aren't protected to get unemployment benefits. I mean, the amount of money that you guys are losing right now, I'm sure is unfathomable.
1: Sex workers, because it's a criminalized industry, aren't able to access all the same supports um, that other workers are, have been able to access during this time. I really want people to see us as workers and to stand up for us and to say that we do deserve the same protections as other workers.
0: A big aspect of this is media and how the media portrays sexuality. It's so odd because we always say sex sells and we're so fascinated by it, but at the same time, it's so taboo, which is why I think the Bella Thorne thing is a perfect example because, you know, and I thought that this gave her a little bit of cred because she directed a porn, I believe, and she talked about how throughout her career she always tried to kind of talk about sexuality and she was always put either quieted or given pushback from the mainstream media. We'd like to think like, oh, in 2020, we're so, you know, we've come so far, but I, I feel like, especially in media, movies, TV, we're still so prude. Yeah. And um, I see you being like, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just, I wanna add to that. I think as a, as a society, we have a lot of hangups about sex and sexuality. And I really see that in the fact that, you know, billions of people consume sex work products. Um, You know, people are looking at porn, they're going to strip clubs, they're buying magazines, they're on um, sex chat lines. And yet, it's so difficult for people to stand up and say, you know, sex workers make these products and services, and we should we should stand up for them.
0: And they're still kind of not a shame, but a sort of sweeping it under the rug type of thing. I don't know if you know this, Rebecca, but a ton of actors have gone completely nude in movies, and I feel like none of us know about it. Like, Richard Gere showed his penis in a movie. Julianne Moore showed everything. Um, Julie Andrews, after she did Mary Poppins, showed her boobs in a movie that her husband directed, specifically to be like, screw you. I actually learned this. You guys should check this out. It's a new documentary coming out August 18th. It's called Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies, really fascinating movie. Of course, it talks about all the censorship groups from the beginning of time. I mean, as soon as they came up with like a camera, what do you think were the first things that they would take? Naked people, right? We're obsessed. And these huge profile people have gone totally nude in film and I was like, why don't none of us know about this? Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's either, I think, either ignored and pushed away or it's highly scandalized. And then and people can kind of become known for being associated with that.
0: You know, the 50 Shades of Grey thing, I don't know if you have any input on it. And I know it's like kind of old news now, but it's one of the ones that sticks out in my mind because it, when it came out, it was like such a huge deal. Like, oh, mainstream, woohoo, is getting risque. And I know a lot of sex workers were like, that's it? Yeah, That's,
1: I'm sorry. I, 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 No offense to anyone involved in the movie, but I, I think I watched the first 10 minutes and then I was like, this is boring, so I just, I didn't even watch it. So boring. And I, I think the underlying issue here is there's shame, you know, there's a yeah. lot of shame around sexuality. Yeah, it's easy for me to sit here and giggle about it, but when I sort of step back and I realize, you know, People feel deeply ashamed of their sexuality, even when they're not in a marginalized group. I wish we could be more more open um, and just more curious about it, rather than judgmental.
0: I used to work for a like a celebrity tabloid, I guess you could call it, and I was at an event that. Bella Thorne was at and before I would cover these events they would always send us a list of questions that they wanted and by the way this is a sidebar but seeing Bella in person you guys she's definitely like she's like that girl in high school who doesn't give a fuck but also like you don't want to fuck with her you know what I mean the questions that they wanted me to ask even when I would interview her ex-boyfriend Tyler Posey you guys who you know I'm I love I would hop on that D any day they would want me to ask him about her because I think at one point she alluded to being like bisexual like I said she's talked about her sexuality a lot how is Bella holding up you know after coming out dating girls and this and that it's the fascination like you said but on some level I feel like it's it's not mocking but it's still sort of that aspect of it doesn't really feel genuine
1: it's very voyeuristic and it's not coming from a place of genuine interest like oh I- i'm interested in getting to know you as a person and i'm curious um you know if you feel comfortable sharing anything about your sexual identity that you feel like is relevant for you and that you want to share
0: so i know bella was gonna have a meeting with only fans to try to make things right because she said this was not her
1: intention actually something that a lot of people were really frustrated by a lot of sex workers were you know we've been trying to advocate for ourselves for so long and tell the site you know there's all these problems it's costing money but then it's like oh Bella Thorne is a celebrity now she just gets to have a meeting with OnlyFans like mm.
0: and you're like, like we've been trying to do this for how long have a yeah. meeting with them and that that's on OnlyFans do you feel like a balance of being vocal but also you don't want to look look a gift horse in the mouth yeah well I have thought about
1: that I wonder you know if someone from OnlyFans reads stuff I've said in interviews or happens upon this podcast, like, am I going to get kicked off the platform for being vocal about the things I'm disappointed about? And so I would really hope not, but I sort of thought through that that was potentially a risk. And it, it was a risk that I was willing to take just because I see how much um, harm is, is happening in our community and how vulnerable we are as workers right now. This
0: goes back to, to the privilege, I guess, if you want to call it. I know that's kind of like a hot button, hot, you know, buzzy word right now, but, it, but well, kind of what you're saying, you're like, I could get kicked off OnlyFans, but Bella Thorne's not going to get kicked off if she's vocal.
1: Yeah, yeah, which again is, is frustrating and one of the costs
0: for us. Do you think looking back and reading her tweet saying, you know, I was trying to, to destigmatize and bring a mainstream face, that was my only intention... Do you, in your heart of hearts, think, really think that was her intention?
1: I really have no idea about what her intentions may have been. And all I, all I really want to say about that is just that the comments have been hurtful and they've been really out of touch. And I, I really sense and kind of like that this kind of making light of everything. I'm trying to get into a big joke. And, and this is people's livelihoods on the line. Like, people I know are worried about being able to pay their rent. Like, it's not a game to us.
0: And when you say the comments were hurtful, you mean her tweets and stuff like that? I
1: guess I took it as it sort of seemed a bit like a doubling down. I guess I kind of took it as like, no, no, I'm right. When, you know, so many thousands of sex workers have been commenting on her post being like, stop it, you're actively hurting our community. Uh, listen to us to then see her seemingly not take that information in and not do anything with it.
0: Whatever the issue is these days, especially with social media, I know a lot of people feel like, especially high-profile people, and I rarely defend them, by the way, Rebecca. I'm like, you guys do better. But I could see where a lot of people are like, I can't do the right thing
1: you know, mm-hmm. where I can't
0: say the right thing. I could see where a celebrity would be like, you know, I want to go on here and do my thing and not have to make it a statement. I feel like they should either just go on and do it, make your money, go ahead, don't make a big stink about it. Or like what you're saying, really get your hands dirty. Just own it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I can definitely, um, I can really empathize with somebody not knowing what the right thing to do is and feeling confused and, and the sense that in our society where we have such a, um, I don't know the right words for this, like a call-out culture or like a cancel culture. I'm not trying to cancel Bella Thorne. I don't want her to just like go away. I actually would really like her to engage with this now that she's here and really try to learn and grow from this. Like That would be my ideal outcome, that she actually learned a lot and then used her platform to amplify our voices and try to share what she's learned with others and then hopefully, you know, in my ideal world, that would bring attention to the issue of sex worker rights.
0: She should do photos with other sex workers, such as yourself. And then give the money to you guys, because she doesn't need it.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know what the exact right outcome would be, but I just think that there, there are ways to make amends.
0: That would be cool, though, what you're saying. You're like, she's already in it. Take the home run. Drive it home. Like, really get your hands dirty now. She should yeah. do it. Yeah, like, I don't like people to
1: walk away from, from problems. I, I think problems should be addressed and worked through.
0: By the way, you're in Canada, you're Canadian. Yeah. Is cancel culture, is it as bad up there? Because everyone, the joke is always like, I'm going to Canada, fuck this. Oh yeah,
1: I, I think it is the same here. Like our media is, is similar in a lot of ways. And I, I have heard that it's always a joke that people want to move to Canada. So I get that.
0: <laughs> oh great, can't escape it. Now, lastly, what would your advice be? Say for someone like me, because I might experiment, I might wanna try it because I don't wanna be hypocritical. I did this whole Playboy spread saying, you can do this and you can do that and one doesn't define you and you're a badass in all the ways, intellectually, sexually, physically, however it may be. And like I said, even posting that photo I was telling you about, I'm a little nervous. For me personally, what would
1: really matter to me is owning it as sex work and calling it what it is and not trying to sort of escape the stigma you know don't try to
0: discard the label like it is sex work and and that's engage- powerful that's powerful no one really has phrased it that way how you're like let's call it what it is if you're gonna put up a sexy photo or a video and make money that's sex work point yeah. blank call it what it is You know, the whole Instagram model fad is such a huge thing. It has been for the last few years. Is that not sex work because they're not um, making, or they are, I guess, making money, actually, when you think about it, because they make a lot of money through, like, sponsorships and what have you. But what's your take on that? Oh, I feel like I would really need to think about that. Now that I think about it, it's just another form of, you know, using your sexuality and your body to make money just on a different platform. And I guess that's where it gets kind of gray, right?
1: Though I will point out that, you know, people aren't at risk of, of having their kids taken away and losing their jobs because they posted bikini photos on the internet, you know? Like maybe their mom wouldn't approve or something or their grandparents wouldn't like it, but it's not, it doesn't carry that, that stigma and that
0: risk. And that's where it's screwed up because I'm gonna bring it back to what we said earlier. At the end of the day, it's the same idea. It's such a spectrum of porn, Um, say, stripping, escorting, and then you have bikini photos uh, uh, a spread in Maxim and Playboy. And what I want you guys to really take away, too, is why are some, you know, degrees of it socially acceptable and then others aren't when, at the end of the day, it's the same idea yeah yeah Rebecca I want to thank you so much for really opening up and sharing it was super super enlightening and insightful and I know that my viewers are really excited to hear you
1: thank you so much it was so fun it was and thank you for it being an awesome first time